Podcast Records. I'm Adam Aragon, and I am right behind you. I'm Matlock Zumsteg, and I'm beside your grandmother. I'm Stephen Thomas, and I'm in your face. I'm Joe Kroll, and I'm inside your grandmother. Whoa. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey. Oh. Well, we got to work on our own guys like you. Is she holding the camera right now? Uh, kind of. Like, it takes a lot of duct tape and care. This is what the... I'll tell you when you're older. Much, much older. The Joe um, Gilf VR porn uh, POV is you're looking at it right now. That's yeah. Um, today's today's topic of the show is uh, fast and loose. Yeah, we we have a lack of topics and agendas, so uh, we've decided to devolve into poop humor. And, yeah. Uh, uh, first first thing on our docket, Matlock. Disclaimer: um, Apparently, they want to talk about Dookie today. Um, so if you're not into we that. Don't. Maybe skip the episode. Uh, I don't know where it's going to go from here. Uh, all, all I know is when I brought up that I was late because I was still going to the bathroom, they decided to make that the topic of the entire episode. So you're welcome. Um, thank my colon for the topics of this episode. And let's get Today's to it, Today's episode gentlemen. is sponsored by shit. <laughs> That's colon content for you, folks. The old CC. <laughs> get it started. All right. We are going to talk about something else, though, right? Yeah, we are. We are. Okay. Okay. Good. So, for those of you, that was a joke. I think. I don't know. Oh no, no. We're going to talk about poop quite a bit. Um, But before we do that, one of us is really into it, and we're not going to tell you who. (laughs) (laughs) So I I had to explain this earlier, um, and uh, so I'll bring it up again for the show. Here is someone made a joke a while ago that Instagram is for pedophiles. Um, and I had never heard that. I was just mm-hmm. like, huh, weird. Okay. That I was really the joke. Could... They just said that. And that was like, like, the like setup it was, it was on the tail end of something else, but like, it was, it was just mentioned as if like, we all know this type of thing. And I was just honestly confused. I was like, I had never noticed that, but okay, mm-hmm. I guess whatever. I and mean, then, sure milk, enough, milk is for pedophiles. Well, no. well sure <laughs> enough. I, I go on Instagram like a week later and I do notice like some like, like absurdly young girl like prancing around like all the other hot girl videos and i'm like she looks way too young mm-hmm. my theory is, is that like you know how your phone always hears you so if you talk about like cat food suddenly you're gonna see ads for cat food my theory is that my phone heard the joke and then like brought up we that well <laughs> well it's a little yeah. disturbing that an algorithm does that too right like because well, there's the algorithms to, are to, designed to bring up yeah, yeah, it's designed to be like oh, okay, related content, related content, and so the algorithm. But uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I just wanted to confirm that apparently Instagram is for pedophiles, and uh, it's disturbing. Like a lot of them are these girls, like who say that they're managed by their parents, like as models. Um, yeah. And it's I don't know what's more disturbing that there's like young people acting very inappropriately on Instagram, or that their parents are producing it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, back in the old days, in order to commodify your kid, you had to go to like some other person to get that done. But now you can just do it <laughs> you had to know a guy who used to live in a garage. Yeah, like yeah, or like you know, live in Van Nuys and know a guy who knows a person. Yeah, but 
it's uh it's uh, it reminds me of like the youtube family shows weren't we talking about that at the last podcast like it just yeah so you families. were talking about how families like playing playing video games with their kids but being like high out of their mind or yeah exactly advantage of their children yeah and you you know there's articles out there about some families like after the kids have grown up a little bit and they're like yeah it was kind of rough actually because my parents were just constantly trying to document real emotion and so like real emotions and real instances and stuff like that and it got to the point where it was like hard to have a real emotion without having this instinct to like oh we need to document it oh we need to be like we need to set this up you know well also also like important moments will happen and then you know that like damn it we didn't film it okay have him do his first steps again let's all act like we didn't do it and then honey you're really sad and you're crying but can you punch it up a little okay we'll go again (laughs) punch it up a little i was gonna say isn't this isn't this like the continuation of like the you know like everyone watches a concert now through their phone right like anything important or interesting happening to you immediately becomes through the lens of your phone and it's like one of the, you know, they, they say it's like just a product of the generation of people growing up with smartphones um, is that they're kind of taught, I guess, like from older generation or from whatever, that yep. everything is documentable, TikTokable, you know. Uh, worth That's why I wrote my hit song. Of... That's why I wrote my hit song, Point Your Phone at the Rainbow. Because <laughs> there, ra- there was a rainbow one day. We were in the Oliver's uh, supermarket parking lot, and there was a rainbow. We pull into the parking lot, and there's like six different fucking people all sitting next to their cars going, ah! And so, you know, <laughs> point your phone at the rainbow. Everybody look, it's a rainbow. Point your phone at the rainbow. It's a Go and enjoy it with your eyes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think so. So a pop star just got in trouble for doing a concert where she stopped and like called out people like taking selfies and things like that. Like yeah. they were clear, they, like, like they were not only like on their phone, but they were on their phone being like incredibly self-absorbed and like, look at me during yeah. a concert. <laughs> and so like on the one hand, like a pop star or an, or an artist stopping it and calling that out and going like, that's BS. Uh-huh. To me, that makes 100% sense. To a lot of people, it pisses them off because they're like, oh, let people do whatever they want to do. And, you know, people are on their phones. They're always going to be on their phones. And I honestly don't know, like, which way to land in this argument. Yeah. I mean, I think the people that are for it are kind of treating art like it's just a fucking trip to the fucking restaurant. You know, like, oh, my performance to you is just like a background for your fucking selfie. Go fuck yourself. No, not everyone I'm, I'm has performing. the Stephen We're Thomas epiphany. <laughs> I'm just I have a story about I have a story about phones at concerts. Uh, this was before <laughs> selfies and smartphones, but uh, my Wait, my, my was tripping balls at a payphone. <laughs> it was a grainy video on a Palm Pilot <laughs> in black and white. Tripping <laughs> balls at a payphone. Way too many shrooms. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, do tell. Uh, yeah, so my parents were at a Lisa Loeb concert. I'm not sure if you remember Lisa Loeb. She had the hit song Stay in the 90s. I've, I've always heard Loeb, yeah. just Lisa Loeb. Is that... It's got to yeah, be in it. I, I pronounce it Loeb. Uh, anyway, so they were at a concert of hers, and uh, they were excited because they knew I was a big fan of her. and they, they weren't necessarily, but they were there. So my mom called me on her flip phone uh, from the audience, and I was delivering pizza at the time. And she told me, oh, Matlock, guess who we're watching on stage? 
And then she goes, huh? Matlock. <laughs> it's my son. <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> and, and I'm like, what, mom, what's going on? And she's, she's, I, I over, I, I think I heard, I could hear Lisa Loeb over the concert, over the phone going like, oh, who are you talking to? Oh, your son? Yeah, he's a big fan. And she's like, okay, well, I'll play this next song for Matlock. And then she oh, plays, this, whole about, yeah. this whole show is about you now. That's and, incredibly and, kind. And, so, I mean. and then, and so I'm like on the cell phone with a pizza in my hand, walking to someone's door and I hand them the pizza <laughs> and I'm like, Lisa Loeb is playing a song just for me. <laughs> And they're and like, like, you're not getting a better tip. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Um, but yeah, that's, so there was an instance of, of an entertainer. And this was obviously, I, I don't know. I guess it depends on the entertainer and the situation. But I, maybe she recognized my mom was older. And then when she asked, like, I don't know, like, what would have happened if she'd been like, who are you on the phone with? And she's like, my tax consultant. Like, then it might have been a different reaction. <laughs> yeah. well, you know, that, I, I, I think yeah. that's fucking amazing I, because what is, well, that's well, like the early 2000s. Yeah. Right. It was, it was late 90s, probably. Even, so. so from what I remember from that era, being on your cell phone in public was a fucking dude. It's a power, it's like, a power you move. You were an asshole. Like yeah. you answered your phone like in public, people would just mm-hmm. be like, it's "Still kind of that way since everyone texts." But yeah, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I see people talking on the phone all the time now, and nobody seems to be. But I just That's remember true. that it's, back it's in the day, that was like a huge faux pas. You like 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 oh, he just ruined the moment for all of us here at dinner. But you know, <laughs> uh, I, I did have an actual uh, concert experience thing myself. Was uh, what, I think it was the first or maybe second time I saw. Uh, Cake in concert. One of my favorite bands of all time, Cake. Love it. I have so many of their songs memorized. Big fan of Cake. And I saw them live, and they did the same thing. They got very upset at the people on their phones, and they like stopped the show. God, it must have been two or three times. The lead singer went on like a rant about it. Like he was pissed. I think he kicked the phone out of some dude's hand at some point. Damn. Um, I'm like, like, because he's racing and facing, and what the fuck are you doing there? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think he's you are? going to the phone? <laughs> <laughs> it must be important. Could you hang up now? Um. <laughs> Cake's awesome. Do you remember? Were you there when J- JW opened for them? Oh, yeah. He, well, he yeah. didn't open for them so much as sneak on and pretend well, he was opening for let me, let me tell the story. So, like, I, I took the day off from a coffee shop I was working at to go and see Cake at the fairgrounds, the local fairgrounds they were performing at. And I was so excited. I really liked Cake. Like, And uh, Adam and I have this friend from, you know, way back when, and he's always been really egregious and outgoing. I don't know if egregious is the right word. He's, he's like, I think very, it works. He, he gets what he wants. He's, like, very street savvy, and he's... He's very good at charming people and getting what he wants. And um, big, lovable sweet, sweet talker. Yeah. Regardless, I'm I'm sitting in the audience, and then he comes out on stage, and he goes, "Hey, everybody, my name's JW. I'm going to do some raps for you real quick." And uh, and he like does like five minutes of like freestyle rap, and then he's like, "And now everybody, here's Cake." And Cake comes yeah, out, I've... and like Jay was like a local. He's not a celebrity. Like he's no. He doesn't have an that like you pull him on stage or book him for yeah he wasn't booked in any sense (laughs) yeah and so like a week later i'm like i see him and i'm like jay how the fuck did you open for cake and he was like oh it was easy i just i i walked past security 
And they said, oh, are you supposed to be back here? And I said, yeah. And so they let me back there. And then uh, I had some beers and I sat down with Cake and I was like, hey, do you mind if I open for you guys? And they were like, yeah, sure. And <laughs> We don't care. We're at a, we're at a county simple. fair. We do not yeah, care. Right. Yeah, that could, that could be it. It could be black security. It was like a, a perfect storm of like nobody giving a shit and him just walking in to where he wanted to be and then just saying, hey, I want to be here and charming the pants off of cake. So well, like actually, uh, Jay, Jay and I had done that at several concerts and venues and stuff. We actually uh, we, we, we got into a couple shows a few times by Liberace. Uh, Neil Diamonds. <laughs> yeah, only the greats. And uh, we, we, no, we, we'd walk up to like where the roadies are all loading equipment and we just like grab an extension cord or a speaker or something like that and just like join the file of people going in. And like it's, it worked like half a dozen times where we just, you grab some piece of equipment and help people carry it. And it's no great one if you questions have, you if you're carrying an extension cord or a speaker or whatever. If you have a lanyard. If you yes. can just buy a lanyard at the dollar store and put like a oh, fake, yeah. put your photo in a little, you know, yeah, just a photo. Doesn't have to be a card or anything, too. Just like a photo of yourself. It says all access <laughs> under your photo. Yeah, all it's picture of you with your mom. <laughs> it's a married couple that you. That was the picture just, bought in the frame. Yeah, the picture in the lanyard was of a married couple. <laughs> <laughs> just the one from the picture frame yeah. automatically, and you just snip it out. Yeah. Sorry, Dan and Dan and Susan have given me permission to be here. All access. All access. Yeah, I did um, that. <laughs> I mean, sure, I got tased, but otherwise, they didn't care. Um, <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, I was like, do it again. Please tase me, bro. <laughs> I want to know so, what it feels like, but I don't want to actually do it. I want to do it <laughs> to somebody that's quite else. The demands you have there. I yeah. would like all the benefit of the knowledge and none of the pain or experience. <laughs> you could stick your stick a fork in a, a fork in a light socket. Yeah, I have. I've done that, so I could probably tell you what it's like to be tased. So. It's got to be. Similar. I don't mean, as a child, I mean earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't Kyle McLaughlin do that in the remake oh, of yes. uh, Peaks? Yeah, he yeah. does it to come back. To himself or whatever. Yeah. Did you, did you watch season three of Twin Peaks, Stephen? Oh, it was amazing. I loved it. Oh, thank God. I, I it thought was it was the only one. much more of a comedy than I thought it would be. I laughed a whole lot more at that season. Oh, my God. I love it. I thought I would. Yeah. Dig yourself out of the of shit. The shit. <laughs> I love that guy. Get yourself a golden shovel. Yeah. Uh, Matt Lock brought it up a couple of times, but I think my favorite part is when he's he's still like acting like uh, like Kyle McLaughlin is like kind of still being like a man child. Dougie, yeah, Dougie, 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 Dougie. Yeah. doesn't understand the green thing. coat. Mm-hmm. And then he has sex with the wife, and she's on top, and he's just laying there with like all, like, all four limbs splayed out of the kid <laughs> being like ah, like a kid on a, a slide or something like that. <laughs> And it's just hilarious and disturbing. And it just, <laughs> that image will be with me to like die. Like, In the latest one, the stuff that stuck with me the most was more of the darker uh, sets, the darker mm-hmm. places. Um, 
it's nighttime that, a lot of the time for yeah and that that motel uh area the gas station and motel area where the uh remember the old dark gas station and motel where yeah, the, yeah, the just dark creepy fucked spot, up yeah. creepy men figures hang out and go in well, and out yeah, of the convenience store that they all yeah. all the demons live above yeah right right the demon characters that like seem to be completely immersed in shadows but then like they get their kicks by tucking touching like raw electricity for a second or something but like that's also like the way they move about and I, don't, I love the way he like introduces he kind of just introduces like the seed of like little concepts and then allows you to kind of run with it in your mind you know yeah, like, you, oh, I had, I, you you put the pieces together here's everything you need to play with for your brain to play with but i'm not going to give you any answers specifically which is exactly uh, what i want yeah, yeah exactly because right. i'm tired some of getting people hate spelled out for me all the right. fucking time and now, just being you know yeah. On the on the opposite end, there will be like art films that end ambiguously, where you're like, oh, well, what happens to the characters? Or you know, there will be some vagary where it's like, you figure it out. And I, I know, like, <laughs> my, my girlfriend, finger gun. <laughs> my girlfriend doesn't like that. I I appreciate it when it's done well, you know. But like, and it's done well. Well. It's sometimes it is infuriating you're like oh so what was the point of this whole movie if you're not even going to explain what was going on and and you should know by the end of the movie what was happening unless it's a david lynch film and even then like you feel closure with twin peaks even though there's all these loose ends like nothing feels like oh man i wish they'd gone more into this one thing it's more like oh i'm glad i can go into that in my own head yeah yeah um, um, Joe, Joe, what do you feel about Twin Peaks since you haven't said a word? And I'm guessing you yeah, have I haven't seen like a single episode of it. Okay, uh, not a, not what, a do so, what do you think? What do you think? I like the part that Stephen, Stephen was talking about dark people that transfer themselves through electricity. Mm-hmm. That part I'm sold on. Okay, <laughs> it's pretty much it now. Yeah, I, I, you know, Matt, Matlock talked me into it, and honestly, like, I, I wasn't that jazzed about it. I do like David Lynch, actually, but I just didn't like the idea of, like, a soap opera of any type. Um, and it is kind of soap opera-esque. But, like, I think I read uh, something a long time ago that said, like, good filmmaking is subversion. Whether it's good cinematography or building a scene or revealing a scene or writing or, you know, directing or editing is to subvert expectations. So The Last like, Jedi is a great movie. That's why. <laughs> well, subvert them in a way that makes sense and is interesting. No, no, no. Anytime you subvert expectation, good. you yeah. are a genius. I, that's, that's more refuting, not subverting, I think. Yeah, like, okay. yeah, if you're just pissing that's, on expectations, that's, that's a different concept. That you weren't yeah. expecting this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think like like subversion done well. Like uh, I think all of uh, Edgar Wright, um, like his his movies, like always have subversive elements. Like the scene opens and you see something that makes you think you have a handle on what's happening, and then like right. the camera pans and you clearly don't. Like yeah, yeah. Like, Whoa! Like I was wrong, you know. And like you have that in almost every scene in like really good movies. Like where you're just constantly surprised. You're constantly like, "Oh, I didn't think that's how this was gonna go." If that's it's... actually that's a key for uh, humor. A lot of comedians um, use that. Uh, I believe. Oh yeah, can't, remember, can't remember the the name, but it's like Paris Perdokian or something. It's it's uh, Emo Phillips uses it a lot. It's basically like laying down a, a garden path for the audience to follow with an expected outcome and then like turning it on its head 
so that you realize that like the setup was not what you thought it was. So for example, Emo Phillips has a joke that I use an example. Um, when I was a little boy, my parents would say, Emo, never go near the cellar door. But one day my parents were away and I went up to the cellar door and I opened it and I saw things I had never seen before. Beautiful things like trees and grass. And, <laughs> and so, and I love that because it's, uh, you know, obviously you, you assume which side of the cellar door he's going to be on. But yeah, so I, yeah, that's, that's like good for humor too, is if you, you're, you're leading people you. to one conclusion and then jumping, either turning it on its head or jumping to a conclusun they would not have expected. I read, uh, I read a Reddit thread, which is like, what's your best opening joke, right? Like what, what if someone says, tell me a joke, what, which one do you whip out? And my um, parents said, email. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> and it was that joke. And I'm going to tell it again. Um, <laughs> word for word. Um, no, they, they said, uh, you know, a father is uh, washing the car with his son. And then the son turns to him and says, you know, you can use a sponge for this, right? <laughs> I got it. I just got it. I got it. Yeah, it I didn't hear the setup. So, yeah. I, I don't yeah. listen to Adam, so I, I don't know. Uh, Did he make a joke? I'll just cut my audio out of the podcast. Uh, Adam actually gave me advice one time. Uh, he Sorry. Said, well, he said, trust me, you should apologize. Uh, he gave me advice one time. He said, well, if you can't think of anything funny to say, just say big, uh, big floppy donkey dick. And I was like, that's good advice. Mm -hmm. And so I was in my first meeting after having gotten promoted to a new position and a couple different bosses were in there and then oh, every no. my coworkers were in there. Yeah. And it's a group you that I'm pretty comfortable with. It's like, I'm you not trying to impress anybody. Me, go on. <laughs> so I was like, I'm pretty comfortable with, I've been working with everybody here for years. Like it's all good. And, uh, and, the, but I didn't charge not here. Right. And like, <laughs> somebody said like, Hey, Steven, somebody said you're into comedy, say something funny. And I'm like, ah, whatever. I, you know, I was like, actually, old buddy of mine told me once that I can't think of anything <laughs> funny to say, just say big floppy donkey dick. Silence. Yeah. My face turned red and I was like, it probably wasn't very good advice. And uh, he probably didn't need to say it right now. Like, Okay, so, so Stephen, I that's feel like funny. I have to correct you on the course you've been sent on in life. <laughs> I never because said what that. I meant was say that in your head, <laughs> you asshole. Never <laughs> ever out, out loud. loud to a crowd apropos of nothing. And, and like say it in your in your mind to get the juices flowing. That was you. You misinterpreted me. <laughs> so big I don't understand nuance. <laughs> I don't get things. Now say it in your head, and then say what comes to mind. Go. It was right on the teleprompter. I, <laughs> I read what it says. Damn it! <laughs> Big floppy donkey dick. Am I fired? I'm fired. Okay. Fired. <laughs> Wait, am I done? Am I, is it done? Okay. Right. I'll be on stage I, tonight if anybody wants to come see me. It's been brilliant. Joe, what's a Joe? What's a what's a weird out there fringe show or movie that you watch that most people don't? I got nothing, man. I watch everything you everyone else does. Everything I watch is like mainstream. Just, just Friends and Party of Five. Yeah, that, oh, Party <laughs> of Five. Oh. Melrose Place, 90210. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm from a certain era. I'm the oldest man. <laughs> I remember I've been watching 90210, but when it was 9029. I just started watching The Simpsons, finally. 
<laughs> oh, you're that guy? Yeah, get this. They're yeah. yellow. Thank you. Uh, Joe, we haven't had enough from you today. I want to ask you to tell me weird things about birthing a baby that are untrue. I don't know nothing about birthing no babies. Um, number one, <laughs> it's impossible to scare a baby oh. out of a woman. Um, <laughs> so are you, trying to scare the, are you trying to scare the baby or the woman? Trying to scare the fetus itself to ejecting from the woman. How do you accomplish now, that? Like really loud death metal music or right up to the stomach or like... And, and well, really like right the you trying to accomplish it like in, in the hospital while they're He's in labor to, or are you trying to accomplish it just like randomly on the street? Like, Well, first, you know, you want to keep it in a hospital... But yeah, in, but in any of the times he's tried it, it's never. I mean, worked. you know, it cures hiccups. Maybe a baby, huh? Might cure a baby. Maybe the baby will go away. Maybe oh, a baby. I had the worst case of baby, and now it's gone. Boom. <laughs> you just invite invite Man, pregnant women. A, you invite pregnant women over to your house and like, hey, come in. Okay, we're gonna try this out. I'll tell you something that, that apparently is true about giving birth, but it always confused me a little bit. Is So apparently it's very common for women to like evacuate their bowels during, during birth. So a lot mm -hmm. of them will poop. You um, see it on TV fine. all the time. <laughs> I, do not, I do not watch the same shows you watch, and you should stay <laughs> off Instagram. Um, but... <laughs> Mudslide, um, that's the show. I well, I'm just wondering, like, what does the process look like? Like, in the middle of like a you know, tense, horrendous situation with screaming and, and pain, suddenly, like, there's a turd, <laughs> you know, like, right? Do you just catch it in a bucket? Do you like move her and fix it? Like, how do you deal with that? <laughs> I, well, my suggestion to you, Adam, is have a baby with your wife, take a sure, video yeah. camera, and you know, film and it. And let find the whole out. world or, know this is how just, it goes down. Or just go to the pregnancy ward and ask if you can film it. Um, I think <laughs> just ask random people to film their birthdays. I, I think it's a. I think it's a lot today. Did she have a lot of food before this? Corn it's fiber. A, do you have any? It's a matter of importance. Like something's dropping from this woman. What do you want to catch? The turd or the baby? Right. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. So, like, does the shit go on the floor and you're going to step in it, it and slip or something? It probably goes on the tarp. They have tarps, right? Yeah, I guess. Like, I just, that's like, there's a there's a child involved. Like, they're delicate, right? You don't want to, like, rub them in poop the second they're out. Like. <laughs> well, and plus, it's, <laughs> as long as they're not giving birth on their stomach, then that shouldn't be an issue either because if it's both, they're both coming out at the oh, same time. Oh, yeah, huh. That's yeah. that's a thing. That's something yeah. I didn't need to think about. <laughs> wow. With someone giving birth in reverse, maybe with a long, in, in a the, long in the classically agreed, don't do this position. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, like if you're doing <laughs> it, like, I don't know if anybody's ever tried. Let's try it. Let's see what I'm gonna happens. Do a, oh, I'm that's gonna do a, why. I'm going to do a handstand. I'm going to do a handstand, and I want you to help me just deal with what comes. Well, I took myself out of the last five minutes of the podcast in interest of uh, saving my marriage. So, oh, oh. <laughs> did you Talk say all you want about the female reproductive system? I know nothing. Well, tell tell us all about your marriage and uh, why you need to save it. I will tell did you, you what happens when you have a baby and the baby's <laughs> very on. first poop outside of the womb is fascinating. <laughs> <laughs>
Back to poop, looks, thank God. You can play it with it like, for hours. It's like, it looks like black volcanic glass, I it's swear. Like, like the very first Jack? time the baby pooped, the, di- the nurse was like, wow, it's a lot. And I was like, I want to see. That's <laughs> my boy. <laughs> and I looked and I was like, whoa, I like freaked out because it was like, like, like black, black. Like I've never seen poop so black. Like, like it looked like an energy source or something. And you could have like a, <laughs> like you could power power like a city off this. I swear. Almost, yes. It almost had like a rainbowy sheen to the blackness or whatever. It, it pulled and in the I light remember, around it. I remember like I instantly went into like figure it out mode and like I looked at the nurse and was like, is this because he's been inside the tummy the whole time and it's just totally dark and there's no light? And so maybe that's why and she's like, sir, I like, sir, calm down, calm down. First off, <laughs> sir, tummy. let's stop at tummy. This color black, it's so dark. Can I can I patent it? Is it something that can be patented? Like no light escapes. I'm gonna it. paint the doghouse with this. It was <laughs> fascinating. I've never seen a poop like that before. Can I, Ever can since I keep the, this? the dog can has I... just been slamming into the wall, by the way. I kind of want to hang this on this wall. <laughs> Once you take away their death perception, who's the lesser animal now? <laughs> it's, it's our first work of art as a human, is our first poop. That's right. <laughs> and and your, your son came out and just Van Gogh'd all over me. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that's not where he peeks. What if, that's what, not... what if that's just your kid? Like every other kid is normal, and yours just had like a dark crystal moment there. <laughs> that's you know I haven't even like corroborated the story, so yeah. You, might <laughs> you know you should have leaned over to that nurse and been like, "Jesus Christ, the gypsy was right." <laughs> just I told you the curse is real. <laughs> so it's true. He I is told the you one. the gypsy didn't lie. <laughs> Looks like he's going to have to live up to the prophecy after all, eh? <laughs> what the? F- you know what I'm saying, right? You know what I'm saying, right? Right? Where you well, going? We can expect Pardon him me, to nurse. sprout wings. Yes. The oh, way nurse. is open. Hello. This, this inspires my next scene, which is a little bit of a scene from a hack, so everyone can just jump in and give their own example of uh, what you don't want to hear from a doctor during birth. Stop. Put it back. Undo! Undo! Oh, she's shitting! She's shitting! What do I do with the boob? What do I go do? Into, go into the light. The poop's in my hair! Oh, dear God, we're gonna need a veterinarian. Oh, it's a slippery one. This guy's slippery. We gotta run. What do you mean an epidural? Just hit her with the needle. This is a bad time to hit on you. Is that bad? <laughs> are, you, are you single? Look, we all know you put out. Hey, come on. What are you gonna do no. after this? <laughs> what are you doing after? You want to grab a Later cup of coffee today. after this? Later? Yeah. Do you, Do you want to save the poop? Did you want to keep the poop? Yeah, that's some people. Are uh, we got another. We have another dark vortex poop here. Can we bring in the uh, radioactive tongs? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a baby black hole. So, did you want this? Did you want this? <laughs> If not, we have like a disposal thing right here. So, yeah, we're, like, we're, we're very liberal. <laughs> Look, I'm really hungover. Could you keep it down, please? Oh God, it's all about you, you, you. Some stop of us breathing like that. Could you just stop? That's <laughs> annoying. <laughs> 
So what's its name? What's its name? Did you figure out a name? What's the name? What's the fucking name? Tell us the name. Sorry. That's actually that's actually something they really do. They come into the room like every hour. And they scream at you. Did you come up with a name yet? And you're like, no. They're like, it's pretty important. You got to get that done soon. Thanks. Bye. Wait, who, like who's, in the, who's in the waiting room? I guess if you don't know the gender of your baby yet, I guess, right? Then No, it's then a you... thing. They want to get a name on the baby because the hospital doesn't want to sit there and just keep referring to it no, as no, like, no, but, but my point is like who who doesn't have a name picked up by the time you're at the giving birth phase? Oh, I bet oh, you I know. Tons some of people, people, I guess, just wait because I have heard stories like that of people like they name the kid at the hospital and it's like I've heard of been, that. You I, I just thought it was like coming. A... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit! I knew I forgot something. Yeah. Oh, what do we call it? Pick up cereal name. What's his name? I got yeah, all tied yeah. up with all the poop stuff. That's a really good point because yeah, we were calling my son by his name like like four months before he was born. Well, so. well, the one example I can think of is if you purposely didn't want to know the gender yet and you were waiting until it was born to know the gender because some people do there that they don't want to they don't want to know. But I guarantee you that couple has discussed what the boy or girl name would be. Still, did yeah. you, did you want to keep the umbilical cord connected? Or do you want? <laughs> yeah. so I just, I'm apparently, not apparently it's good for them. It helps with anemia. Okay. Uh, I'm not that's, that's a question. Does does anybody know? Does it fall off naturally if nobody were to disconnect it, or is it like that um, that character on Mad TV where he you can just stay connected <laughs> to your mom, like and just there forever? Yeah. Um, I think it does shrivel up and it, fall it's off. Yeah. yeah, it dries out because it's no longer like passing things through it. But what when if, you're there, somebody... they they ask you if you want to cut it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Did they ask you that? Like, did you, yeah. did you like? Because first off, like, you I did don't. I, you did I it. Like, it. I wouldn't. Wa- yeah. I wouldn't want to do it. Oh. I was like, I don't want to like grab a pair of scissors and shakily like go to do this thing and do oh, something man. wrong. I mean, like, you have to with, go way to the left scissors. or way to the right. <laughs> I used to. I'm a field scissor guy. I'm a field service technician, so I work with scissors all the time. So I was just like, yeah, no problem. They were like, what? <laughs> you come in and do that I, on Tuesday? I you into Cat 5. What, not like this? Yeah, I saw this exactly. and Freddy got fingered. This isn't it? I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm a technician. <laughs> I do this all the time with cables. I saw this on Fear Factor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Is it like hard to cut through or do they give you like some super ass scissors? It's a little hard to cut through. Uh, you have to do a heel cut. You have to. There's a thing you can do with scissors where you kind of get the outside of the scissors with the heel of your hand, so you can kind of get a little. Oh yeah, get some, get some clamping action. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Cool. What if you stab the doctor scissors. and then he dropped the baby and then there's I don't know. They, I, I they just, gave I, me some of those like non non sharp scissors that they give the half an hour, but I got through that thing. <laughs> and on that note, it's been a fun podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, you it, for... it has been quite a podcast, and I want to apologize publicly, and uh, I'll edit out quite a few things. There's only one sick pervert listening at this point, so um, yeah, no apologies. Shout out, shout out to one of our one of our actual uh, subscribed fans is uh, Coulter. Woo! Wow. Coulter, Coulter Klein. Always Thanks, Coulter Klein. Podcast Remember, records. if you subscribe, we'll call your name out publicly at the end of every episode. Like like Romper Room, except we tell a dark secret about you. <laughs> okay, well, good times. Good. Uh, well, good night, everybody. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs>
thanks. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's our show today. We are the Podcast Wreckers. We came in unprepared, and this is what happened. So uh, you're welcome or we're sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember that you can check us out on podcastrecords.com or your podcast platform of choice or behind you. Yeah.